To the Ether. Today is Thursday, March 16th, 2023. Today on the Ether, XDeFi Wallet and Axelar and Squid have a discussion on future integrations. Let's take a listen. All right. I guess we can start. Um, so thanks so much for for Axelar and uh, and Squid um, for joining today. We have Jason and uh, Fig that are representing uh, respectively like Axelar and Squid. Um, thanks so much, guys, uh, for joining. Um, I think we can probably like uh, do uh, a round of uh, quick intro uh, to make sure that like the, the, the audience um, knows uh, who we are and, um, and start from there uh, if that's all right with you guys. Yep, sounds good to me. Hey, guys, happy to be here. Um, I can start with an intro. Or? Yeah, go on, sir. Sure. So my name's Fig. I'm one of the co-founders of Squid. Squid is a cross-chain swap and payments protocol built on top of Axelar. So you can swap from any token on one chain to any token on another chain in one click. And we've got a set of smart contracts, an API, and a widget, which you might have seen around the place. Um, we're integrated with a bunch of DEXs, wallets, feed on ramps, and um, yeah, happy to be here. Happy to be collaborating with XDFI. Thanks, man. Jason, if you want to go. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Hey, Emil. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm Jason. I'm on the BD team at Axelor. Axelor uh, delivers cross-chain communication for Web3. We provide cross-chain infrastructure that allows DApp users to interact with any asset, any application on any chain, all in a single click. Thanks, Jason. And, and I'm Emil. I'm the, the CEO and co-founder of XDeFi Wallet. Uh, we're basically a multi-chain wallet uh, that allows you to manage all of your crypto and NFTs in one place. And we're also working heavily on uh, a routing API that allows users to swap and bridge assets seamlessly from within the wallet directly. And uh, I guess this is also why we're having this, um, this space today, since we are currently integrating uh, with Axelar and Squid. And we are all really excited about it. Um, we are currently like um, working on integrating as many uh, Cosmos chains uh, as we can from, uh, I mean, natively really. So the next first three that are going to come, um, it's currently like in review on the Chrome store. So it should be like today or tomorrow, uh, are uh, Cosmos, Axelar and Osmosis. And then we're going to have like 12 uh, additional chains. And, and then like we're going to allow users to add manually like any Cosmos chains that are not uh, supported natively. and. Obviously, working closely with the Axelar and Squid team um, is uh, super helpful for us because we are going to allow uh, people to uh, bridge from uh, EVM and uh, um, other uh, blockchains into Cosmos. Um, and I think as a wallet, um, 
that are, I mean, like we're going to support like Cosmos and DVM uh, fully. Um, that's going to be key for people to, 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 you know, like to, to, to interact and, and, and navigate uh, seamlessly across the different ecosystems. Um, I guess maybe we can uh, start uh, by, uh, by, uh, by you, Jason. Like, wh wh when did you start at, uh, at Axela and uh, wh what were you doing before, before Axela? Yeah, so I've been with Axler for our, almost a year now. Prior to Axler, I led the go-to-market strategy and operations team at Ripple. And before that, I led the sales strategy team at WeWork. Nice, thank you. And, and you think, when did you start it? I've been um, with Squid for about uh, two years now, but Squid as a, um, as a, in its current form since about May last year. And before that, I worked in TradFi um, in venture and family office. And then before that, I was a musician. And before that, I went to med school. Okay, interesting background. That, that's interesting. Uh, I, I studied law and ended up working in, in TradFi directly. So I, I've actually never been a lawyer. Uh, but yeah, I, I haven't been a musician, not to med school, but I, I was also like a, in TradFi before. Um, so interesting. It's interesting to see like uh, the number of people that are actually moving to TradFi uh, from TradFi to, uh, to DeFi. And I guess it's key as well uh, to make sure that like the DeFi ecosystem, you know, I mean, like it's not that we need people from TradFi, but I guess like it's interesting to have people that have an understanding of how the traditional financial markets are working to kind of like build uh, a new order, if I can put it this way. Um, okay, awesome. And um, I guess um, maybe we can, uh, we, can, um, we can discuss about like the integration itself um what are the the the, the next uh, uh steps for you at uh, at squid um you, you you already have released quite a lot right we can bridge across evm networks and and now uh from evm to uh to cosmos with uh with, with squid what, what are going to be like uh the next um the next um features that we can expect from you guys yeah so the next feature that i'm extremely excited about is our express swaps so um, we've been we've been saying it for a while, but it's now on mainnet, and we have. So what you can do is you can swap from, uh, say, Arbitrum, which is a slow finality chain, which is a thirty takes thirty minutes, maybe twenty minutes for finality on Arbitrum, um, to do a, a proper trustless cross chain swap. But we have a <clears throat> Axelar has developed method that allows you to do the swap in twenty seconds, or theoretically down to one second in, in the milliseconds even. And we're just seeing that live on mainnet now. If you go to Axelar Scan, you can see that most transactions that are under $50 are um, being routed within 20 seconds, no matter what chain they come from. And we're just testing that now um, in mainnet and going to raise the limit over time. And we'll be promoting that soon. Super excited about that because I think it's going to change, just going to make UX across every chain and across chains um, just so much better if we want to compete with web 2 then we need single click we need fast transactions and you need access to any application no matter what wallet you have and I mean you guys are doing a massive thing on the on the wallet side to be able to support every chain but to be able to move assets and interact with apps no matter where your money is in the first place you're going to need something like a router like Squid and Axelar to get your money around. And um, yeah, super excited about, about this. And we're calling it GMP Express. Yeah, I love it, man. I, I, I remember like you're sharing um, 
with, with us uh, and uh, the a demo. And uh, I, I guess this is key because, uh, you know, that's the thing, right? Like taking 10, 15, 20 minutes to, to, uh, to bridge from a, from a chain to another is, is not great. And like from a UX point of view, like for us as, as, a, as a front-end interface, as, more specifically as a wallet, it's not necessarily easy to cater for that weight. Um, and I guess that like something that is like close to instant is going to help like a lot of users to kind of go through this flow and um, also feel like a bit more secure about the transaction, if, if that makes sense. Because uh, sometimes you just like, you don't really know how long it's going to take. You have an estimate, but you don't really know when your funds are going to come. And for 15 minutes, if it's a large bridge, uh, you're kind of like a bit freaking out. I, I remember like the first time I bridged an asset, it was like on the Panama Bridge. I don't know if you remember that. I say probably was the very first bridge that existed like back probably two, three years ago, like it was Binance Bridge. Um, and I remember freaking out uh, because my funds wouldn't arrive and I didn't really know when they would arrive. Uh, um, so that, that's a massive improvement when it comes to, um, to, uh, to bridging. So I'm really looking forward to it for our users and, uh, and, and for me as a user as, as well. So yeah, big stuff, man. Like I'm, that, that's going to be really cool. And, and by the way, guys, like the, the squid integration is pretty much done on our end uh, for the users. We just need to uh, to to have this like going through like a QA uh, right now, so it's being tested, and in the next few weeks that that's going to be uh, uh, pushed to prod, and and then you're going to be uh, able to uh, to interact with that. So um, that's going to be um, that's going to be a good improvement for for, for for us when it comes to uh, to um, to iterating on the on the the, the swap uh, feature. Um, thanks, uh, Fig. So I guess yeah, maybe I can ask uh, uh, Jason as well about. The, um, the Axelor virtual machine uh, that uh, you guys uh, just announced. Um, what, um, what, what can you tell us about it? Like what it is, like uh, how can, can, can we explain like in simple terms to, to the audience um, what we can expect about that really? Yeah, for sure. You know, I just want to highlight, like pause and say the Axelor virtual machine is probably the most exciting announcement we've made from Axelor since Axelor has went live on mainnet. It really changes like everything. But before we go into like what the Axler virtual machine is actually composed of, I just want to like give some context and you know what we're seeing in the interoperability space. I think first of all, we can all agree that there is further fragmentation in the blockchain space. It feels like every week there's a new blockchain um, or a new like a L1, L2, or sidechain that's has like a very compelling narrative, right? And we only see this trend accelerating. So, you know, from an interoperability infrastructure standpoint, it's a ton of work to, you know, add these connections. It takes a lot of engineering work to set them up and also to maintain it. So there needs to be a way to be able to, you know, permissionlessly add these connections in order to be able to fulfill the interoperability needs of like all of the chains. So that's one thing. The second thing that we've noticed from a lot of our builders is, you know, building interchain dApps is incredibly co costly and complex. In fact, you know, most developers are actually spending like 70 and 80% of their time deploying and managing their apps across various chains versus, you know, innovating on their functionalities or improving user experience. You know, love to get Fig's thoughts on this since he's built, built Squid on various chains already. But, you know, given these two issues, the Axler virtual machine was designed to exactly address this. So the Axel Virtual Machine has two components. First is an interchain amplifier, and the second one is an interchain maestro. What the amplifier does is it allows uh, developers to gain access 
to uh, gain access to Axler's network of chains and be able to amplify their resources by being able to just build one connection and then be able to connect it to all of the other blockchains on the Axler network. You know, so as an example, when Ethereum develops like, you know, light clients or ZK proofs for its state, a developer can integrate them all into the Axler network and be able to replace or enhance an existing connection. This will help us scale to massively when it comes to blockchain connections and be able to connect to, you know, all of the chains, L1, L2 side chains. And our goal is to be able to connect to every single chain down the line. The interchain maestro is really developed for developers that's building dApps. So, you know, how we're comparing it to is a Kubernetes for Web3, where it's composed of a set of orchestration contracts and templates that allow you to design and deploy and manage your dApps across various chains at once. Um, so you can imagine that developers can interact with a bunch of chains by simply submitting their transaction on the Axler network with a single hop. And what this allows them to do is eliminate the need to perform the same functions on various chains and allows for uniform workload management. So I'll pause there because I know I threw a lot of information at you guys. Love to get your thoughts on this fig. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I I can just um just back that up and say that building cross chain is incredibly complicated and part of the part of our advantage is building on Axler already because they build they build such good infrastructure that we can we can deploy our contracts and um, handle them get good status and everything. We, their block explorer is amazing, and this V two that they're they're bringing in the Axler virtual machine should make it a lot easier for us to upgrade our contracts over time and deploy new features really easily. Um, you can imagine like as there's, you know, I think Axelar is connected to over 30 chains at this point. If we have to upgrade our contracts, we have to go to every every new chain, log into the multi-sig, upgrade our contracts, verify it on the block explorer over there, and then repeat, rinse and repeat. And it takes, I mean, it already takes us maybe one or two two days of having one of our top devs, like a lead engineer essentially doing this. And because he's a, you know, you need someone really trustworthy to to do this deployment. And it's got all the founders involved. We've got to get on the multi-sig. But think of it once you expand to 100 blockchains or 1,000 blockchains or roll-ups, it's just going to become completely impossible, let alone like a, a lot of time um, taken to, to do it. So... With the Axelar virtual machine, we should be able to deploy once on one chain, and that um, goes it, it goes propagates throughout the network via Axelar to every every blockchain that we want to deploy on, and it does does upgrades or um, deployments super simply. So yeah, I'm super excited about about the amplifier, and in terms of um, Maestro, I think. Um, with interoperability, we're starting to see lots of different um, protocols emerging for verification. And you, we've got Zico Bridges coming, we've got Light Clients, we've got um, every new network or maybe ecosystem. You've got Polkadot has its own verification, Cosmos has its own verification. Um, they're all going to have different different ways of connecting with each other. And Axlar has built a way for them to network in in with each other in this hub and spoke model so it becomes super efficient to connect them and 
I haven't really seen any other interop protocol do anything like this yet. And it's yeah, super impressive what they're doing. So I'm just excited to see how this is really like, this is changing from Axelar expanding to every, everyone in crypto can suddenly plug into them like instantly kind of thing. So you're going to, you're going to see an expansion of the network that's a lot faster than before. And yeah, I mean, I'm really excited from Squid's point of view because we'll be, we'll be able to benefit from that and connect to every chain that they've connected that connects into the Axelar network over time. So um, for us, it just means a a bunch more business, a bunch more users and um, an advantage over competitors. Makes sense. And it's a big leap forward. I guess like, for, for us as well, I mean, like, obviously, building cross-chain, building multi-chain is complicated uh, from pl- plenty of reasons, whether it's technical or from a UX perspective. Um, on our end, we, we had a lot of challenges with that uh, since we started. Um, I think we, we, we kind of, like, made the bet. And, and before uh, uh, DeFi was something outside of Ethereum, because when we started building a DeFi wallet, like, essentially, like, it was, like, most of the DeFi volume was going via Ethereum, like... Polygon or Binance Merchant, we're not even thinking yet. Like Solana wasn't launched there either. Um, and and I guess that uh, for us, uh, building wallets uh, came with um, you know d- d- different like challenges. Like you had technical challenge because uh, to power the wallet, to fetch the data necessary for us to display all the assets in one single page, we had to leverage like plenty of different API providers, uh, we, we, which were not really like. Um, <clears throat> Like the overall dev experience was really bad uh, uh, in general. Like we're rate limited. We had like I think at some point fifteen different API providers. Like plenty of different point of failures, uh, uh, inconsistent response format. I mean that, that that was kind of a mess, and and that's why we kind of decided to build our own API indexes ourselves. But then like came uh, the UX challenges, right? Like all the different blockchains you are interacting with, they have different characteristics and. Uh, you need to cut off on that uh, in, in, in the UI and, and, and try to abstract the more you can. Like, uh, um, and, 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 and it's not easy. Uh, it's, not, it's not easy. And I, I think like we started seeing, I mean, I guess during the last cycle, we've seen the multi-chain thesis being validated uh, because we've seen like activity in Cosmos, activity in Solana, activity on all the side chains and L2s like built on top of the, the, the Ethereum VM. But um, I, I think like, Interfaces such as wallets were not ready, and, and including us, uh, to um, essentially, uh, um, essentially like compete with interfaces that are working in isolation and only focusing on on, on one single uh, ecosystem. And I think we're getting there uh, uh, thanks to um, to solution uh, solutions such as yours, guys. And 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 and, and Exify Wallet is obviously going to play a role as well there because we're going to allow people to have all of their crypto and NFTs in one single place and, and you know, seamlessly navigate and use, use XDFI a little bit like a vehicle to navigate from protocol to another and, and, and this across uh, all the networks you, you want really. Uh, but it takes time. Uh, it does take time. Um, what was the biggest challenge uh, uh, for Axela uh, um, from, from a technical perspective that, that, that you had to, uh, to, uh, to solve, uh, Jason? Like from the very beginning, what how, like what cr- was a drive for Sergey and Yorgos to create Axela? Yeah, yeah, exactly. When 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 you guys created Axela, when when the founders created Axela, like what were the the, the the first challenges that they had to tackle uh, in order to kind of like put these two uh, to birth? Really. Right. Uh, so Axler's backstory was really that you know the, the co-founders Sergey and Yorgos they were actually on the founding team of Algorand. 
So this was like way back in, I think, like 2019 or 2020, when they were still at Algorand, they were really like um, insightful in that they noticed that there was only going to be more and more performant blockchains. And this was, you know, back in the day where there was just Ethereum, like Algorand, XRPL, and, you know, one or two other blockchains. But they saw this fragmentation early on, and they decided that the biggest problem wouldn't be to build more performant blockchains, but really to tackle interoperability and be able to like allow applications to inter- be interoperable and compose against each other on these different chains. Um, and that's why they ended up starting starting Axler. The ethos of Axler, though, has always to build like decentralized infrastructure. I think what oftentimes people fail to appreciate is building decentralized interoperability infrastructure is a lot harder than building like centralized ones. And a lot of the infrastructure today on the market, they are quite centralized in terms of their architecture, and that poses all kinds of security issues. The reason that uh, Axler has been around for quite some time, but only you know launched on mainnet just over a year ago, is because it takes a lot of effort to bootstrap this kind of decentralized infrastructure. But that's always been part of our DNA and something that we're very proud of. Awesome. And that, these are not like a simple stuff to do with. So I guess... Um, what's, um, what's, what's, you, you do, I don't know if you know, uh, 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 Jason, but I guess you have an idea, right? Like what, what made you decide to, to build like, uh, uh, and start like with the Cosmos ecosystem? Was there like a, a specific reason, whether it's technical or whether it's like, uh, ideological, like what, what, what was the, the rationale behind that? Yeah. Um, you know, Sergey could give more context, but you know, from, from my understanding was at the time they evaluated a bunch of these different, uh, uh, environments, right? Whether it was like a Polkadot parachain or build, building like a Cosmos app chain using Cosmos SDK. And at the time, it just looked like the Cosmos ecosystem had already like a really well-developed stack, particularly the Cosmos SDK allowed building like an app chain to be r- really easy. And they really believed in like the Cosmos Cosmos's uh, ethos of having this kind of like decentralized community, like the app chain thesis. And, you know, I think in hindsight, we're all very glad we ended up building in Cosmos. And now we're really using Axler's technology to bring Cosmos ever closer to other ecosystems like the, the, the EVM world. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, you, we, um, we've, I mean, we we didn't start by Cosmos on our end, although I, I was following Cosmos like for a while already, um, and um, and I think for us um, it's been like the thing is like adding chains is is, is complicated. Uh, it takes obviously time and resources, and for us to kind of like select which ecosystem next we want to bet on, we need to take a lot of different like um, things in, in, into uh, in, into account. Um, I guess that like obviously like the the thesis around app chains and, and, and how scalable like the, the, the Cosmos ecosystem is and obviously like with IBC making it like simpler to communicate between the different app chains is is, is key uh, from uh, from um from um for, for us to um to basically take the decision to go to go full on on, on on Cosmos outside of like what we've already integrated since we covering quite a lot of chains already. Um how do you see I mean, yeah, how, how do you see like a, a wallet really like a winning in this space? Uh, like both of you guys, like I'd, I'd love to have your opinion on that. Um, how do you see, um, what, what would be the next gen wallet? Because there are different approach to it, right? Like obviously there is a kind of abstraction 
Um, and uh, I, I know at, at Denver, like there are a lot of things that have been said about our construction when it comes to the EVM space. Obviously, this is EVM space focused. Um, us as a multi-chain wallet, we have to take into consideration that we're also supporting UTXO, Solana, Cosmos, Nier, and so on. How, um, how, how, how do you see this like playing out? Like, what is going to be like the next gen wallet? Is that going to be like a wallet that abstracts the more way? Is that going to be a wallet that covers like the more potential chains? Because at the end of the day, if you have like a wallet that is only focusing on Ethereum and, and EVM networks that is abstracting complexity, but does not allow you to interact with other ecosystem that might be interesting for you to interact with, there, there is a sort of limitation here um, to what like uh, account abstraction can do like to a user if you cannot like really apply that to other ecosystems, right? So I, I'd love to have your opinion, guys, like um, about what we can do as wallets to um, to uh, to essentially like uh, improve the, the the user experience and and to an extent. And although I don't really like this sentence, but kind of give like uh, um, uh, the uh, the best experience to the next billion of people onboarding into blockchain in general. Yeah, I, I can have a go at that. Um, yeah, I'll go out on a limb and just start. Uh, I'll come up with a theory of how it could go. Um, so I think UX is all about simplicity, right? Where we're trying to bring everything down into into one click, one wallet, one interface. Um, everything needs to be fast. And not only that, but we want safety. Um, so we're also aiming for that in the long run. We want to keep our private key, but we also um, want to be able to use our wallet every day without having to have it on our computer or maybe deal with a, a hardware wallet, things like this. So the first, I th see this is uh, coming in three steps. The first, I think you guys are tackling already. It's taking the right approach. So um, the first is just doing what we currently experience with MetaMask, like normal wallets, but across all chains. And we abstract the infrastructure layer away into the background. And what I mean by infrastructure, I mean chains or rollups, whichever one you're interacting with. So you should, you should just have your wallet, which is essentially, it should just be your wallet, like a normal physical wallet. You open it up, it has money in it. And the money could be in American dollars, it could be in US dollars, uh, sorry, uh, euros, could be in Australian dollars but you're able to use that money in whichever store that you go into, like when the stores in this case are the applications. So you just want to have um, a wallet which has money in it and you want to interact with apps and pay. And that's what Squid and Axel are solving. We're able to uh, convert the money that you have in your wallet into the currency that the marketplace works in and then also make the contract call to buy something. And when you add that in with a wallet like you guys, where you have, you're able to hold funds on every chain, you never have to switch between your wallets. You can just keep your, your single interface um, and your single wallet for interacting with everything. So that's maybe the first step. I think that'd be amazing when that happens because we can, like, we can really start scaling the whole ecosystem and app chains can exist and all the rollups can, can exist and, uh, you know, we're just launching on Filecoin very soon, so people will be accessing Filecoin from the same um, same wallet that they're doing trades on Osmosis, and um, that's one step. And then I think you've got account abstraction coming in, which will improve the user experience even more. Things like um, gasless transactions and um, account abstraction, all the great things where you can um, withdraw and deposit into apps on different chains. Like currently we've got an issue where if you do a 
um, we can do cross-chain deposits to every any um, application, any chain, but we can't do withdrawals yet because we need something like account abstraction to essentially prove that um, uh, you your EVM wallet owns the same uh, tokens or should own the same tokens as your Cosmos wallet. And if that um, it's maybe a bit technical, but account abstraction is maybe the next step, and then. Finally, after that step, I, I potentially see it being as where you have a private key which you keep under your bed um, or in a in a bank vault somewhere. <laughs> bank vault, nah, excuse my French. Um, but you you keep it somewhere, and then you're using um, you're using crypto every day with uh, something like more what we're used to with Web two, where you have you know your Google, your two FA login, your email login. Um, maybe that's maybe that's something down the like at the end state but the important part is that you can always use your private key to recover your funds you, you're not giving away custody to any other third party um, yes that's how i see it first thing is abstract away the blockchains um, second is do account abstraction and start to have gasless transactions um, not have to think about anything to do with the blockchain just get all the benefits and the last one is potentially this login verification um, interface, which is more akin to Web two, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, account abstraction, like we, we're looking into how it looks like from a mutation perspective. There, there are a few ways we can do it. Um, there is not like a, a simple answer of how to do it, like seamlessly, like uh, when when you're supporting like you know EVM, Cosmos, then pixels and stuff like that. Uh, but but there are solutions. Uh, gasless transactions. I, I would call this like more gas abstraction to an extent, um, as per like you would be able to actually like send funds or sign like with any address, even if you don't have the gas token, and that will essentially like take. Um, uh, that would basically you would basically pay uh, for it like in any coins, so you wouldn't really need the gas token in itself. But if you have like a reserve of let's say Dai or USDC or whatever else stable coins, it will be like kind of like deducted from it, and um, and you wouldn't really have to mind about um, whether you have a gas token on a given chain uh, or another. So that that's something we're working on, and obviously we're going to work with you guys on that. Um, so that's something I'm really looking forward to it. And, and and the last point, uh, we, so we have a POC uh, for non-custodial 2FA, uh, leveraging MPC, um, which works. We just need to have like the, the, the mobile app uh, uh, out to um, to essentially like uh, implement it. There are a few things we're looking into, like Web3 Auth is, is, is cool as well. Like there are, there are a few ways we can go about it um, to make it like as easy as it gets for people to manage their crypto like in a, in a safely fashion. Um, but all, all, all these different like topics are actually pretty complex uh, without getting into details about them. Um, but the key, you're right, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, the are a few steps and uh, I guess we've checked one and uh, and now we, are, we need to continue working on, the, on others. Um, gas abstraction is the next step, immediate step for us. So hopefully we can, you know, like get this out of the way, like in the next quarters and then we'll focus on the, on the, on, on, on the last step. That's really helpful, Fig. Thanks, mate. Um, do you have anything to say about that, Jason? Any 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 comment? Yeah, I I think just to add on to what Fig already said is from an Axer perspective, we've always been very bullish on having like a natively interchain wallet, right? We think the end state for wallets is that a few wallets will be like the Web three super app. 
where you know a user downloads it through the mobile app, where they get a Chrome extension, and that wallet ends up being a one-stop shop for everything. You know, the end user will be able to like add funds through like fiat off on and off ramps, and then after that, they're able to like seamlessly swap for any asset on any chain in a single click. They're able to use like yield protocols, lending protocols, maybe NFT marketplaces. All right within the wallet, right? Very analogous to like a WeChat or Revolut experience, and really, I think only until we were able to offer a, a, a seamless experience like that can we really get this, the next billion users, right? Because who are the next billion users? Next billion users are really like getting the people like your parents, your grandparents, to be able to use all these crypto applications, right? And like if we look at Web two, how did we get there? We were have to like have it, like something like the iPhone or Android have the stores, so that was so easy for people to like download these things and you know tr- click a few of these things without having to know about anything. And you you know you put yourselves in the shoes of like end users. People don't care about blockchain. They don't care about the technical stuff. They just want to like easy like do what they want to do in a in a few clicks, right? And really together with the cross-chain infrastructure, the, the developer services that Axler is providing and the great wallet technology and the vision that XDeFi has, we believe we'll get there and sooner than what a lot of people think. And that's why we're so excited about the strategic partnership with you guys. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's a long road ahead, but like they, 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 they're all, I, I agree with you. At the end of the day, like, and, and you can tell that like right now the narrative like among VCs and investors in general is like wallets and you, you, you kind of see like a lot of wallets raising funds right now. Um, and um, and it's, it's good because like yeah, more competition means like, a, a, you know, like a more improvements when it comes to user experience. So we, we gladly receive it. Um, there, there were not that like if you think about it, like there were just two extensions back then, like there was MetaMask and us. Um, and now you have so many. Um, but I think like, um, being able to to kind of support plenty of different chains is, is complicated uh and, and it takes time uh and uh and i i i, I agree with the, the the super app like uh, a narrative um and i, I think this, this is kind of what we're trying to do right because like you have all of your assets in one place you can swap and bridge all of your assets in one place you don't have to really deal with connection signing pop-ups transaction signing pop-ups you don't really have to care about that Next, like we're adding staking, right? So you're going to be able to stake from within the wallet and return a yield on whatever asset you hold within your wallet without having to, to connect to a third party interface, uh, uh, which is also like pretty important in my opinion, uh, uh, especially for, for um, the, 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 the new cohort of, 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 of guys that are going to on- onboard into Web3 uh, uh, that have been used to interact with the, the, the FinTech uh, uh, um, uh, product that you've mentioned, whether they are Revolut, whether it's Monzo, whether it's Robinhood, Etoro, uh, uh, and so on. Um, so people are kind of expecting this kind of aggregation layer, right? Like, and I think this is the same thing for pretty much everything nowadays. Like when you look at Netflix or whatever, this is aggregation. Aggregation kind of always wins, like Amazon, etc. Um, and and that's what we're trying to do. But it does take time, like you know, you know, to build this in a decentralized fashion. Um, and uh, there is obviously like a lot of complexity associated with it. Uh, but this is this, this is exactly what we're trying to aim for. And 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 working with you guys at Axela. Uh, um, is, is, is something that is going to definitely help us. Um, and I'm, again, I'm super ex- excited about the fast execution, like a uh, feature of Fig uh, and, and Squid, uh, because that's, 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 that's kind of like solving uh, uh, the UX around like uh, uh, bridging, um, because waiting for too long is not like a great experience at all. And, and that, that's definitely the, the type of thing that like every, every time there is a new feature such as this one, 
we we improving that sort of the, the 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 UX. And and I, I I guess like our role as founders is to kind of make sure that during this type of markets in which we are like like bear markets, we build uh, as much as, not as fast as we can because we need to build like in a in a reliable and 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 sustainable and, and safe fashion. And this is what we're all doing. But to build uh, um, and be ready for the next cycle when obviously price action will happen and and a lot of new users are going to join um, and um, and on board and 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 have like tools that are actually like simpler to use than than during the 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 the, the, the precedent market. And you can tell like the last market, like for me, the, the last cycle was, I mean, the cycle before last, you don't, you didn't really have stable coins, right? Stable coins. So it was a bit complicated for me. Stable coins like kind of really helped during the last cycle because you could have, if you were not like already into blockchain, have a way to kind of de- denominate like your 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 funds in, in a given token like in, in a easier way really especially through centralized exchanges uh, um but uh yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to the next cycle and see like what happens i don't know when what's your take on on the current uh, situation of the market obviously no financial advice but i guess we're all looking at this closely uh for plenty of different reasons because we all want to be ready before the next cycle uh, especially when it comes to user acquisition, but yeah, what, what's your take on, on on the on the market? Happy to share mine as well afterwards. <laughs> I can start. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm just really happy in my lane building right now. Um, really feel super fortunate to have enough funding to build and um, just ship really good features. Hopefully for this next next bull market, whenever it happens. I yeah, I, I don't really have can't comment on on when. Just that. I hope everyone's okay. And over the last weekend, it was it was scary, but yeah, Squid came out fine. We were we were super fortunate. So yeah, I hope you're all good. Yeah, I'd say from like an actor perspective, it really resonate what uh, Fig said. We're just very feeling very fortunate that we're well capitalized and we have the resources needed to build out our vision. So the whole team is just quietly building. Um, you know, from a personal perspective, my personal observation is that. You know, I'm a big fan of value investing. You know, after business school, I spent a lot of efforts on that. But, you know, value investing in the stock market is actually just so tough these days, right? Because there's like a million eyeballs looking at everything. And it's very fine, hard to find that true dislocation. What I've noticed in crypto is you have massive dislocations. You have projects that are making so much progress in terms of like product development, in terms of getting like traction. yet the price action or like of these like crypto companies doesn't reflect that at all. You know, at the same time you have like these, you know, like meme coins or shit coins that is not really doing building anything meaningful or, or taking the space forward, but it sees a lot of like positive price action. Right. So the, all that is to say is like, especially in this kind of market environment, just ignore the noise, but look, keep building, look at the actual like products and innovation that's being delivered. And hopefully in the long run, these things will always uh, equalize. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense what you're saying. And like, I think it's pretty depressing like for a lot of of funders, builders that are uh, building tools that are actually useful, <laughs> uh, I would say, I would put it this way, um, and, and not really like having the, the visibility. But I, I, I guess like at the end of the day, like if you're building something that like, as a, a strong value add and, and 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 that people can rely on you end up like seeing some price action as well and 
and um and it's just like it's like blockchain is like about like five cycles as well one day for one week you're the next like incredible products and the week after no one talks about it and no one really cares then it comes back by waves and i think as builders like it's it's always a little bit hard when i guess some 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 people and i've seen that because like obviously we all speak with a lot of fellow like uh, founders but a lot of people feel like when when they're about to raise when they raise when they had the idea everyone is talking about that product everyone is talking about like the promises that they have and um, and they're super like hyped and and they're like well that's going to be great it's going to be awesome uh, and then they start building and so on or they continue building and so on and uh, and for a while there was literally not really a hype about that project or like people are not really like interested about it because they moved on to the next thing uh, and i think for, for some builders it's actually not really easy because they're kind of a little bit depressed uh, um, about the, the the lack of visibility that that project are, 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 uh, has uh, until they deliver, which is fair too, right? Like we, we shouldn't be rewarding projects that are not delivering either. Um, but I, I guess to an extent, like I know that like some builders feel a bit bad about it, like uh, about the, the 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 hype cycles. Um, so yeah, that's my few my my, my few cents uh, about that. Um, and same for Exify Wallet. We we lucky enough to we went through the FTX. We had no funds on FTX. We we had some funds actually in UST in Anchor. We managed to get out uh, before the, the 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 peg like really breaks bad. Like I think we got out around zero point ninety five ninety six. Um, and obviously we didn't have funds on SDV. We find Treasury is good, uh, and we, we we have enough funds to continue building. And 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 that's obviously like um, a long term game, and and that's the game we're playing. So. We are we all super happy to be able to build and and have the means to do it. Um, is there maybe maybe we can do? You, is there anything you want to um to discuss, uh, uh, guys, that we haven't addressed yet? Um, Fig, you moved into like a, a listener role, I think. Um, I'm putting you back as a speaker. Um, is there anything you guys want to address um, while we're at it, or we can probably ask questions from the audience? All good from my side. Cool. So maybe we can uh, um, ask, um, well, just a re- quick recap. Uh, we're working really closely with uh, Axelar and uh, Squid. We integrate, we, we have like the release uh, uh, supporting Axelar that goes out like anytime now, we're just waiting for the Chrome store to approve it. Um, and Squid is, uh, is in testing right now. So it's going to go live in our, uh, um, in Wallet Swaps uh, in, in, in the coming weeks. And we, we're looking forward to it and, and, and continue to work with both of these projects to, uh, to improve the UX in general and, and, and facilitate, you know, bridging between like uh, uh, Cosmos and EVM and, and, and much more. Uh, that, that's kind of the recap and, and why we've done the, the, the space. Uh, Fig, is there anything you want to add or I can give the mic to anyone in the audience that would like to, uh, to jump in? No, sorry that my internet connection dropped out. Um... Yeah, nothing to add. Just yeah, excited to be working with you guys and um, look out for the instant execution that we've got um, coming to mainnet and well on mainnet now. And um, we'll be having any to any swaps in the cosmos as well, so you'll be able to get any token on the cosmos from any EVM chain or vice versa uh, via Squid and and within XDFi. So um, yeah, that's all. I'd love to answer some questions. Awesome. Thanks, man. Cool. Um, okay, guys in the audience, if you have any questions, whether it's for Jason Fig or, or myself, please uh, raise your hand and uh, I'll, I'll give you the, the speaker rights. Um, yeah, if anyone wants to, uh, to say something, now is the time. 
I think there was a question in the comments. Um, will you be able to stake AXL in XDFi? Did you guys answer that already? I haven't, but I said that there will be staking, and obviously you will be able to stake AXL uh, in uh, in XDFi, of course. Yeah, that will be available. I don't know when exactly. We just finished, we just finished the, 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 the UX UI flow. Um, we just need to integrate it. We're currently looking into validators that, uh, that we can incorporate to the, to the extension. You, you, there will be a default validator, but then you'll be able to use like a, a custom field and add like any validators ID that you want. If you, if you have like a specific validator that you like, but otherwise to abstract complexity away from it. And, and especially for people that are not really familiar with validators, um, there will be a default one and it will be pretty easy, a few clicks. Um, so absolutely there will be. Awesome. Makes sense. What else? Let me check if there are some questions. So staking, what else? Will XDFi supply all chains squid supports? Yes, absolutely, Gojo. Uh, that's the point. So just to give you an idea, right now we are supporting 17 chains. Uh, in the next 48 hours, we're going to be supporting 20 chains. Uh, and then the, the next release is going to be like 12 additional chains. So I guess that like will be like 30 plus chains. Um, by early April, I mean, let's say like first half of April. And then by the end of Q2, we're gonna have custom RPC for both EVM and Cosmos, um, which like in theory uh, gives, uh, I mean, makes, gives us support for like 150 plus chains, something like that. Although like there are a lot of EVM chains that are not really like uh, active, uh, but in theory that, that's how many chains we're gonna be supporting. So all the EVM chains, all the Cosmos chains, and obviously we in touch with uh, all of our close partners, including Axeline and Squid and, and, and whatever they, they, they add, we will make sure that we add it as well. Um, and, and we will continue to expand. Uh, there are like a lot of different chains that the community wants. Obviously, we cannot add everything at the same time, but we're trying our best to, to, to add as many as we can. Any other question? No, I don't see other questions. Anyone, guys of you, has a, has a question for, for the speakers? All right, I guess that's uh, that's it. Um, all right, look, guys, you can always join us like uh, in, in, in Discord, whether it's like uh, um, ours or the one of our partners. If you have any follow-up questions, we, we're always happy, and I speak on your behalf, guys, but I guess the same for you. We're always happy to hear about feedback and, and feature suggestions. So feel free, guys, to, uh, to discuss with the respective teams. Um, and if you have questions, obviously, to ask them away in this uh, uh, um, uh, Discord servers. And, um, yeah, otherwise, I guess that's it, guys. I think this is this is a wrap. Thank you so much for joining. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Good. Great to be here. Have a good one, guys. Thanks, everyone, for attending. Have a good day. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was XDeFi Wallet and XLR and Squid having a discussion on future integration. Recorded on Thursday, March 16th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Now, if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support now. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt.
No one ever guessed that the game would be tough Keep it hands off when the play is a bust Plain old and just so we keep it on the one Blast off on the two, help me see the three Third eye open wide, checking out the scene Razor beam focus, star scream jokers Living off the fat of the people they approach Tell me what happens when the land fights back With the cliffs at our backs make the last stand matter No one ever planned for the famine on deck We was walking all erect with the dead man swagger Sitting in a little den, vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble-bubillion Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble-bubillion Little Dan envisioning the middle men Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter we was all hyped up When the pedal hit the metal he just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime till the night curfew Rats in a cage till they make time to murk you Got a little job that falls under my purview We gotta get this mob away from the birds view. Gotta find cover, wipe off the bird poop, ride off the work while you try on the worst juice. Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth, slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you. Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants. I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis. Mock up a basement, could call me resilient. Waiting for the internet to make me a billion. In the middle men, listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze, trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze, trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Channel Spaces <laughs>